1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our our first show of 2019. God, 2019, that sounds so weird even saying it. Um, As I was reminded, and not to start on kind of a weird note, but today, January 9th, is the day that my dad passed away 19 years ago. It was just turned 2000. I was in New York City thinking that there's no way a man that I love like that could possibly leave the planet, but he did. taught me a huge, valuable lesson, the first, closest, and most important person to me to pass away. And so today has been very reflective. Um, for those of you joining me, and y'all go, where in the world is Bob's Riley? And my audience on Facebook can now see this right now, but we're in downtown Miami. I got the sickest view of all of Miami. I can see the, what is the American, what is the, it's the stadium?
2: It's the basketball court.
1: The big basketball court that's down here. I think it's the American Airlines Stadium. We can see the cruise ships. We just One of them just left. And Joshua is in the background. Say hi, Joshua. Hi. Hi. For those of you we have been following pretty close Joshua Self, who won a world title this year, and My Heart, which is kind of cool. All right, so today's show. The show that I do is called The Forbes Factor, and for those of you who are following me, Forbes Factor is a little bit of the it factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness, and how you can combine, number one, your physical being, your energy level, your passion for life, your body, the food that you eat, along with your business acumen what you do, how you make money, and overall, just how do you live the happiest, most fun life ever? And when you do it right, we call it the Forbes Factor. When we do it wrong, we call it the Trump administration. I don't know, (laughs) that's terrible, I did not mean that. Uh, I'm just listening to the whole wall conversation. And I am somebody who worked in Mexico for 10 years of my life with arguably the most wonderful people in the world. They have a beautiful country down there, You know, I have this crazy theory about why certain third world countries are not as rich, shall we say, as some of the northern countries, whether it's in England or United States. And it's because when it's warm and you're on the beach, you don't feel like working. I mean, I got to tell you, they live in some of the prettiest world ever. Uh, I worked on the beaches from uh, Hermosillo to Acapulco to Cancun, and I crisscrossed the country. And in the 10 years that I was there, I had nothing but amazing stories, loving people, And that's all I'm going to say about that. I just, uh, please just paint a picture of people who are very hardworking and very loving and who might find themselves in an awkward financial situation. But that said, we've got some great guests today. Let me tell you where I am. I am in Miami. Today and for the next couple of days, I am studying the art of branding. Well, Forbes, you know all about branding. You got your branding down. Let me tell you something. The cool thing about learn to earn, you can always learn more. You always need to keep an open mind to technology because it is changing fast. Just as you think you've got it, let me tell you, it changes. And how do you stay ahead of the curve? You know, my dear friend Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank and I have been around for decades. We literally started the infomercial business back in the late 80s, and we talk about how is it that we're 30, 40 years later still very relevant, and that is the ability to learn, to be open-minded, to listen to people who know more than you, and then to teach. Today is a branding class. Of course, you know me. I found myself coaching and teaching. But whenever you're in the coffee in your own cup, it is very challenging to see outside of that. And so for all of you listening, I'm going to urge you to reach out and find a mentor or a mastermind class or someone just so that you stay aware and awake about what's going on so that you can move forward. Uh, I've got a bunch of people watching on my Facebook Live right now. You can go to Facebook and just type in my name. For Mr. Tucker Wells, uh, one of my amazing students and a true success story, a very, very young man who came to me who was a little broken at the time, and the way he turned his life around, he's on fire and I could not be more proud of him. The number to call in for everybody listening is 866-472-5795. Now before I get to my first guest call who's standing by, hang on just a couple more minutes. I want to reach out. Joshua, come here for a second because my, my audience needs to hear you up here. But Joshua Self is a world champion. Hi. You are uh, a professional athlete and a fitness expert, yes? Yes. So one of the things I've had now for the last almost two years, the ability to watch you up close and personal. And do you realize how dedicated you are to what you do? Absolutely. Well, explain that and tell what does that mean? Because you really, you do it so effortlessly.
2: Well, you know, the more you do something, the more it's going to become easy to you. So this, um, I've been competing for six years, so the hardest thing about competing is, of course, the diet. Your diet has to be so strict, and you got to has to be on point. If you don't have the diet, then you're not going to succeed. And I've been down that road where my diet was not um, on point, and I didn't do that good.
1: Okay, so for the the rest of us normal people, the 99.9% of the people who struggle with things they put in their mouth. Um, the word diet to us means starvation, deprivation, do the keto this, do the this, that, and if you to eat something wrong, you cheat. For you, Joshua, your whole life is about trying different food plans. We not call it a diet, but food plans, yes?
2: Well, I found out that um, you know a plant-based diet is the healthiest and best way to maintain and look your best.
1: Okay, so now this is a radical change for many of you out there listening to this. What did Joshua just say? A plant-based diet. Now you look at bodybuilders. You're like, wow, they must consume lots of meat and chick and chicken and steak. You did all chicken for a while in the early days, didn't you?
2: Absolutely. You know, I didn't know what what I was doing, and I took advice from other people or other uh, associates that I I knew at the time, and took their advice, and um, did it work? To, yes, it did to a point, but was it the healthiest choice? No, not, not at all.
1: Well, but it's kind of a crazy story how Joshua came to this conversation of plant-based diet. Because you grew up in a small town. I just went to your hometown over Thanksgiving. By the way, they fry sushi there. There were like six restaurants, and every one of them was a fast food restaurant, wasn't it? Pretty much. A lot of fried food. But now you're eating all of these vegetables. I got sick at our doctor's house, and what did he tell you?
2: Um. Regarding regarding what
1: Well, Nick, in terms of chicken, well, it was obviously eye-opening. You went yeah. in there eating all these foods. You came out a vegetarian after three days.
2: Well, Nick is a professional nutrition who studies how the body digests food. So he pretty much said that your body can only consume, um, absorb between 20 to maybe 25 grams of protein a day. Was that news to you? Yeah, it was. I mean, every other bodybuilder who I've ever met, you know, we, we've all tried to – Um, consume as much protein as possible every two to three hours.
1: Oh, okay. Now, we went and I have a lot of people on the show and I know Tucker's standing by. Don't go away. I watched you do this diet. Let me tell you something. You ate more vegetables than I've ever seen a human being consume and you won a Mr. World Championship.
2: Well, absolutely. You actually saw me do two diets for two different competitions which I oh. was eating chicken every two or 3 hours and then my my past when I did nothing but vegetables.
1: Did you notice your skin looked better when you had those vegetables? Oh yeah, for sure. What else was better?
2: Um, my mood. Yeah. I wasn't so grumpy.
1: <laughs> but uh, see, I get grumpy when I eat just vegetables. So this is what I, Let me tell you something. The crazy thing about you too is that you didn't have to like See, I complain when I'm on a diet. I'm always kind of moaning oh, I want to eat that. I want You just do it like a machine. How, what goes on in your head that you can do that?
2: Well, yeah, I have a goal. You know, there's a date behind that goal. And knowing that I have something to look forward to, look forward to something to, to work towards and to fight for, it gives me purpose. So if you don't have purpose with any, absolutely anything you do, then you're not going to succeed in that. At least that's my, my, my point of view.
1: How has love changed your life?
2: Oh... I can't say that stuff on the radio.
1: Oh, I, you know, I just, I'm just i just curious what it does for you. I, honestly, okay, so here's something crazy. I well, went to I, my, I, I'll i <laughs> say this.
2: Having somebody positive in your life at all times makes your life a lot easier, um, a lot more, less stress. So having somebody very loving and positive is...
1: So I get my blood done every couple of months and I was, my levels were getting a little out of whack and my doctor, Stacey Robinson, who I just love, was really concerned for me last year. Well, we just did all my tests and she's like, everything's changed. My cortisol level is down. My Everything is changing me. She said, you're a lot less stressed. So I'm going to say thank you for the love in my life because that made a big difference.
2: Well, you're welcome. that will be $10,000.
1: <laughs> hey, Tucker, are you out there, man? I'm out here. Hey, happy new year.
3: Happy new year, Forbes.
1: Well, i got to tell you, I follow you on Facebook, my friend, student, and uh, junior mentor. You're on fire. What's going on in your life?
3: What's going on in my life is I am just continuing this entrepreneurial journey that you got me started from nine months ago. What happened? How did we meet? Well, you spoke at the 10X Growth Con in Las Vegas, and you said one thing that changed my life. Uh, You brought a 19-year-old on stage, and you said, what do you want? And I was all the way in the back, the cheapest ticket. And I was thinking that could be me. And I have no idea what I want. And um, I came up up to you Mm -hmm. at 10X Growth Con. I signed up for your class and I've spent hours training, tens, hundreds of hours training under you, following your advice. And I am miles ahead and a different person of who I was eight months ago.
1: It has been spectacular to watch Tucker's transformation. I'm going to tell you, Tucker, we're about two minutes before a break. I do want to do a shout-out. I've got a Forbes Factor Live coming up February 8th. I did not know you were calling in. This is not planned. What would you tell somebody who's listening and struggling in their life, either professionally or personally, what would you tell them to do?
3: Well, I would, uh, I would tell them to first um, remove the barriers that are holding them back. And, uh, and like me, I had no idea what was holding me back and uh, Forbes factor um, eliminated those barriers. So I could just see success.
1: Who was this class right for my friend?
3: It, it's right for anyone. I was a 23 year old lost boy. Um, but I also saw 55 year old men who had massive breakthroughs and their life changed. I saw a woman 18 to 60 have massive life changes. So, I would say anyone who wants success, but, uh, believes that something's holding them back.
4: I
1: love it. Now I also saw that you're on this whole fitness band. I've got one minute. Tell me what you're up to in your fitness world, baby. Oh God. Just, I was a D one athlete, a swimmer at Southern
3: Methodist university. Fitness has always been the biggest part of my life. And, uh, I believe if you don't burn out physically, you're not going to push the current limitations to a new barrier. And so every day I burn out. I, I go to new levels. Like Josh said, you have to have a purpose. And my purpose with working out is to push my barriers further so I can make more calls. I have the confidence to talk to more people, to people who are 10 times more successful than me. So I believe that's what fitness is all about, is pushing yourself to new barriers.
1: You are a rock star. Tucker, Anna, thank you very much. We're going to head off to break right now. When we come back and talk, you're welcome to come back and stay on. We're going to talk to a man who's created one of the things that you need to know is to how to leverage your cash. And I brought him on because people are struggling, especially after the holidays, about money. And Carl Scaramuza is really called Credit Carl, as opposed to your credit card. So don't go away. He's coming up right after the break. I want to thank you to all my students, past, present, and future. Go to Forbes. FactorLive.com, February 8th through 12th in Tampa. We're going to blow the roof off this. I've got three spots left. Please don't miss this. And uh, don't go away. You're listening to Forbes Riley right here on the Forbes Factor.
4: We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: metabolic boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels you've seen it on tv and in print with more than two million sold what are you waiting for get your forbes riley spin gym at buyspingym.com order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes guaranteed there's never been another product like the forbes riley spin gym so try it risk-free for 30 days visit buyspingym.com today
4: change starts here change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel
0: you are listening to the forbes factor to call in with a question or comment please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795, or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley.
1: Hey and welcome back. I am broadcasting this afternoon from Miami, Florida. I've got a room that's overlooking all of the water. I see cruise ships. I see the stadium here, and I'm excited about this new year. You know it's funny because New Year's technically a myth. It's all the same, but we like to delineate the time between December 31st and January 1st. And are you somebody who made a, um, you know, a resolution? Have you already broken the resolution? It's January 9th, um. and like I said when I started the show, January 9th is a tough day for me. 19 years ago, uh, the man that I loved up until that point, the most on the planet, my dad passed away. Uh, didn't know that it was coming. Oh shoot, I just got a little emotional, and I apologize about that. Um, But we were all kind of freaking out as the year turned from 1999 to 2000. Was all of our computers going to die and what was going to happen? And I was in New York and I saw the ball fall. And I remember my dad said to me, he looked at me at some point when he got a diagnosis a couple months before, he said, I'm going to die, aren't I? I said, no, you're not going to. No, you can't die. You're my dad. And I'll tell you, uh, there is an expiration date on all of us, like milk. And it reminds me how important it is to take stock of who you are, where you are, what you do and what you're going to leave behind. Is what you're doing right now so important that you can stress out about it or make yourself sick? Or do you in fact want to reach out to people that you love and tell them how much they matter to you? And that's a little bit about what today is. I'm going to tell you the world though has rules, kind of like a game that you play like Monopoly. And one of the rules that I didn't necessarily understand when I was younger is this rule about credit. You can buy things on credit. You can leverage credit. How do you use your money How do you really understand how to live a comfortable life? I'll tell you, I was walking around downtown Miami, and I walked past about 30 men who were homeless. They were sleeping inside little nooks and crannies. And I I, I took a moment and thought, oh, my God. And my girlfriend said, well, I feel bad for them. I said, and she said, well, the choices they made. I said, no, not always choices. I said, like my dad who was in the hospital for three years when I was a teenager, he had an accident. Well, the health insurance and the medical system will eat away all your savings and destroy you, and then they end up homeless. Um, And it's not always your fault. So let's talk about credit for a second, how important it is to leverage what you have and make sure that you're set up, that you can always take care of yourself and your family. My guest is the president of Credit Blueprint Repair. He is actually known as Credit Carl. He founded a company called Credit Blueprint in 2011, and he had one simple goal, and I love this, it was to help people use their credit to build real wealth and increase their net worth. And let me tell you something. He's coached thousands of people, and right now we have him on the show. Please welcome Carl Scaramuza.
3: Hi, hey, Forbes.
5: Thanks so much for having me on the show. Can you give me a second. I got, I got to soak up your energy. I, I love it. It's infectious.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I got I'll it. tell you, it comes from a very strong desire to wake people up out of their coma, If I was someone who just Mm -hmm. talked at normal speed or a normal tone, people are not listening. And my goal is to shake them up so they can enjoy the life that God gave them. So to that end, my friend, I didn't know... In fact, I was so bad with money in college, I used to go to the ATM machine just to see how much my balance was, okay? Times have changed. You can bank online. But this credit thing is so, so important. Now, luckily, I've got some good people in my life. I just went to get a, a car for my daughter who, by the way, McKenna... Big shout out. She got her driver's license today. She passed the test first time. I love you, McKenna, but I'm nervous. You're 16 and you're driving. Um, but I have a score of 860. I have a credit score of 860. How cool is that? Now, if you Pretty don't awesome. know it's exceptionally good and you don't know enough about credit, Carl, talk to us about what, what is credit and why do we need it?
5: Oh, boy. Every rich person that I've interviewed on my podcast that have reached a certain level of wealth they leveraged their credit on this journey. They they had to go back and tap into their credit. And there's a lot of people out there that feel very limited. You know, they might have some student debt. They might have, you know, no money in the bank right now, and they're going, "How could I get what these other people have?" And and the foundation, the answer is credit. Credit is how you start to build that you know generational wealth. I mean, it's a, having an 800 credit score that you just talked about is actually so much bigger than ego or wealth, vanity. Like my brother just went into the dealership and he, he goes, hey, Credit card. I got a 780 credit score. What's your credit score? And part of me says, well, congratulations. It's not easy to do, to get that score. But from there, boy, it's, it's actually right at his fingertips. He can use that score as a weapon. And it's a metaphor, by the way. He can use that to get access to cash, capital. If he wants to leave his corporate America job, and maybe start a start a business, or if he wants to take an existing business and give it to the next level, he's going to need to lean on his credit at some point in order to accomplish what he's looking to accomplish.
1: Okay, so let's start with how do people build credit?
5: Hmm. Well, if it's younger, you got to start with credit cards. So you got to have three to four credit cards. That's the the minimum number. And Credit Karma is a fantastic app. It's a free app. You download it on your phone. You go on there. And what's cool about Credit Karma, when you're trying to get your first credit card, it will give you odds. It'll say you have excellent chance or you have a poor chance of getting this credit card. So if it says very good or excellent, that's a green light to apply for that card because 30% of your score is based on how many credit cards you have. You can't have great credit and not have any credit cards. It's essential.
1: Okay. So that's so, great. Um now you've got a credit card. Do you pay it off every month?
5: Mm-hmm. What do we do? All right, I got my first credit card. Well, you need three or four, okay? So, so get to that three, four number. And then from there, what you want to do is you want to keep those credit cards between one and 10%. Right? A lot of mistakes that I see people make is they charge the card up and then they pay it down. You know, I had a, a pretty famous attorney that came to me and we're looking at her credit report. It's seven pages of never- missing a payment ever and she had one Neiman Marcus card on this credit card on her credit report which was like a $2,500 credit limit and she owed like $2,200 on it so what her habit was her routine was is she'd go into this store she'd charge it up and then she'd pay it off in full she'd charge it all the way up to 2000 and then she'd pay it off in full and, and her scores were in the high sixes which is good but in order for her to get to where you are, Forbes, with your scores, she needs to make a little change. She needs to keep that credit card between 1% and 10% of the credit limit. That, that's how she was going to raise those 680 scores and get them to the next level. That's the second thing you can do once you have credit cards.
1: Okay, so you're recommending that you should actually keep a balance, a little balance, and you should continue to pay it off so that, people under, that the, the companies understand that you know how to pay. It It seems odd and counterintuitive that you wouldn't yeah, run it up, at all, but that's the way it is. Okay, so next, yeah, what I mean, else? There's you- an
5: algorithm. There's something called a FICO algorithm, which it's an exact science. Like when I say 1 in 10%, you just hit the one thing, which is keep a small balance. And then the 10%, like you can't be at 10.5 or 11 or 12. Like you, There's 5 or 10 points there that you're costing yourself by not being under that 10% number.
1: Okay, that's good. Next thing we need to do for credit. I'm really excited because I actually don't do a lot of my own stuff. I have someone who helps me, so this is helpful to me too.
5: Yep. Well, your credit's out of this world. So the next thing you need to do to really build credit is you got to ask for line increases, like simple line increases with your credit cards. That's, that's a great way to, uh, to build credit. Ask your, your credit card company. Like, let's just say, for example, you have Capital One card. And there's a $2,000 credit limit on there. The more available credit you have, the higher your credit scores are going to go. Call Capital One up and ask them for a line increase. And one of two things are going to happen, right? They're going to say yes, or they're going to say no. If they say yes, great. Your scores will improve because you have more available credit. If they say no, I'm going to get everyone a tip out there. Not a lot of people know about this. It's called the reconsideration line. The reconsideration line, is it's not just a computer at this credit card company looking at you going, "Hmm, I don't like you. You're 21 and you don't have any other credit cards or this is your only credit card. its If it, you can actually paint yourself as a real human being and let them know this is who I am, this is what I'm about, like paint a picture, get someone on the line. One time I got turned out for a, a simple line increase and I called that reconsideration line back four days in a row until I got the line increase
1: and boom, my scores went up. Okay, so I'm somebody who grew up in a world where my parents are always scared of carrying debt. Um, are you a fan of carrying debt?
5: One, Yeah, 100%. I mean, if you're looking to grow this massive network and create financial freedom, you are going to need debt on this journey. It's, it's really, really, it's, it's part of the way of how you get there. So, yeah, and a lot of um, I'll go back to younger kids' student debt. Like a lot of people have student debt, 50000 80000 and they feel like they have to
1: pay that
5: debt down in order to maybe start the, the new job or you know to start acquiring assets and growing their net worth before they buy their first house, and that's not the case at all. Like There's good debt and there's bad debt. So good debt, to me, if it's student loan debt and you're paying at 5% and it's a real minimum payment that's stretched out, Keep making the minimum payments. Use your credit to leverage in other ways to grow your money. It's not, it's not about, to me, debt-free, like being debt-free. That's the road to middle America. It is. Okay. So That's I really like, helpful. I like
1: debt. You do like debt. Okay. So now in terms of how, so what happens when you've got, actually, I'm in this situation right now. Um, cars. How explain that to me. Should you rent a car, lease a car, own a car, payoff company? I, I don't understand what to do. What mm-hmm. would you recommend?
5: Well, what are you doing right now?
1: Well, interesting you enough, I have, a luxury, I have a luxury car that I owned. I actually bought it off the lot, which is probably a mistake, but I loved it. It's five years later and I own it outright. And now, I, here's the really sucky thing about that. As I tried, the resale value on this very expensive luxury car is horrible. So I'm thinking, huh, maybe mm-hmm. I just should keep it for a while so I don't have to make payments on a car, I know it sounds silly, um, yep. and, I, and my daughter wants a car, so I'm trying to leverage, again, trying to figure this out, it's, I'd be curious to know, it's funny, I, I, I actually have financial advisors and stuff, but I'd be curious to talk to you about this whole creating the next level of wealth, most people leverage everything they have, yep. don't they, yeah, so explain this, with so let's say i got a guy like Tucker, wants to become wealthy, what might be a little mm-hmm. blueprint to help him become wealthy?
5: Well, well, can I go back to your daughter? Because I love that story. I have a 15-year-old daughter who's 15 and a half, and I'm scared to death of her, her driving. So I, 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 I know where <laughs> yeah, you're at right yeah, now.
1: Like, you've got 58 seconds before a break, so tell me a little piece of it, and we'll go away. We'll come right back because Naya, he, my daughter also has a twin brother, and he delayed his, but I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. She's going to pick me up at the airport on her own on Saturday night, and I am freaking out. I love her. She's great, but it's scary.
5: Absolutely, you can actually add her as an authorized user to one of your credit cards. So when she turns eighteen, she's ready to go. So, so some of those good credit cards and all that history that you have, she can actually inherit that. And I've done that for my daughter. So when she's eighteen, she's got her own foundation. She's got her own great credit right there, ready to go.
1: Oh well, see that so, you know but, what we have to wait. I got to go wait. Let me you know. Let me go wait a commercial break right now and tease everybody because this is a really good conversation. I don't know how young you can be to get your own credit card. I know that she's actually traveling and doing her own stuff. Can we get her own card? This idea of inheriting credit, awesome. You know what? We're having an awesome conversation with Credit Carl, which I think is crazy and wonderful, uh, because the truth is to secure your financial freedom and your future, you need to understand your credit. So Carl is writing a new book, but we're going to go off to one of my sponsors who helps ensure my credit is always good, and we'll be back right after this message. You're listening to The Forbes Factor.
0: There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today.
4: We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: are listening to the forbes factor to call in with a question or comment please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to forbes at ForbesRiley.com. now back to the show here's forbes riley all
4: right
1: guys so we're talking about health wealth and happiness and as you know for me, it is a holistic approach to your life. I, I don't believe that. Uh, so for many years, I was on a shopping network who said, you're just a fitness chick. And I said, well, the truth is I'm not just a fitness chick. I'm a lot of things. Uh, fitness is a part of it. It's a good hour of my day, but it's not my entire life. And it can't be because you also have to worry about what you put on your face, what you put in your body, and then, of course, your whole money thing. That, to me, is really paramount. We, you know, We talk if you don't have health, you have nothing. But the truth is if you have health and nothing, you have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, Carl? <laughs> 100%. All
5: right,
1: so you've got oh 15. My God, my, how many kids do you have?
5: I have two daughters. How old? Uh, 15 and 12.
1: Oh, oh, must be funny. Your I house. Know. Oh, so I
5: know, I know. I've
1: got, I've got two little ones, too, and let's take a moment because a lot of my listeners are, are moms and dads. What's the best way to set up the financial future of your Little ones. How can we help them?
5: Boy, I'm having so much fun. That's just a great question for you. I'm having a lot of fun right now on my journey, building my net worth and, and bringing others along this journey with me. And my daughters are part of that. I'm big on Instagram, and I, I basically chronicle my my life is on my story. And my daughters get to watch it, and they start asking me questions around money. Yeah, this person said money can't buy happiness. And I feel weird about, you know, getting dropped off in this car or having these things. And, you know, it's really fun um having them along this journey. I would call it the climb, right? I mean, it's so much fun having a 12-year-old you know, because I was missing that education. I, I didn't have it either. I, I had my dad, who I love to death, but so he dropped the ball financially. He didn't teach me anything about money. So it's fun to teach my daughters. And what I've done with my, my 15 and a half year old daughter is obviously I like to show her money can't buy happiness. Okay. It could, there's temporary happiness, right? I mean, it, it'll put a big, soft smile on your face when you're driving out of the Ferrari dealership, but eventually that'll fade, right? <laughs> so it's like, I want, I want to make sure she knows what she gets with that, but the foundation's credit. So how do I, how do I help her build her credit? How do I teach her how important credit is? with making payments on time. And I start with little things. I I, I put her on as an authorized user on my credit card. So she gets my, you know, I'm 40. She gets my 20 years, you know, all the history. She gets that on her credit report right now. She doesn't have a credit report. She's got to be 18, but here's what I do. I give her that card and I let her go to the store and I let her spend $50 on it. And then I I send her a bill. I show her that that's due. Like you're going to have to pay someone. I know you didn't pay for anything right now, but eventually, you're going to have to pay that back, okay? And there's going to be interest on it. That's the way it works. So I show her those little things. But by the time she's 18, she, she's built in. She's where she needs to go. She has the foundation, right, because she has all of my history, right? And then all these other lessons along the way, which is, okay, how do we use that when you're 18 or 19 years old and maybe – get you your first business credit card or a business loan and start that, uh, you know, she wants to be in hair. She wants to have a hair salon. How do we do that, right? How do, how do we leverage your credit scores to, to start your business at a young age? Like, that's, that's the fun conversations I'm having now.
1: I think that is awesome. Congratulations. Uh, I think it's important not to keep your kids in the dark. You know, one of the things I did when I raised my family is mommy always left for work. And they understand that none of this really comes easy. And I think think I've done a pretty good job of a sense of appreciation of you can't just get whatever you want. And you're right. You needed to pay it back. And uh, there's consequences to running up a credit card bill. Um, So somebody Mm -hmm. out there has got really, really bad credit. They screwed up something. Who knows why or what? And now they're trying to rebuild. What advice do you give them?
5: Well, first piece of advice is, you know, it's the saying, default your way to great credit the mistake that I see people make that you're defining that have bad credit that went through some kind of circumstance in their life some stuff got off track, they got collections and stuff. The biggest mistake they make is they reach out to these companies let's say it's a third party trying to collect the debt and they offer like some kind of settlement. In essence, what that does is that admits guilt. Like if you didn't pay someone for three years, listen, you're, you're actually doing your credit a disservice because if you pay it, you put a big fat stamp on it and you're validating the fact that you hadn't paid it in three years. So that company now re-reports like it's brand new in 2019 and then your scores drop. So I'm not telling you not pay your debts. If you have debts right now and you're making payments on it, that's totally different. But if you already got yourself in trouble, you you don't want to put any more salt in the wound. So the way we do it, instead of calling these companies and negotiating, is we get a lot of these things removed. When I say we, my company, or the consumer themselves, they can go right on like the websites and challenge things themselves, like transunion.com and equifax.com. But that stuff can come off the report. Like, get it removed. You've got to start the credit report with like a clean slate because those collections, those are driving down the credit scores. Okay, but here's the key with collections. This is important. So I'll give an example. Like, let's say it's a, we'll go back to Capital One. Let's say you're, 24 years old, and you didn't pay a Capital One credit card because you didn't listen to your dad's advice when you were 16, blah, 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 and you got this collection account on there, and it's $2,000 and it's been three years, right? You, you don't want to call Capital One and offer them a settlement. It's been too long. You just you can get that thing removed or expunged off of the report with a nice letter campaign. Really? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't yeah. make sense that willing to do that. I think that's genius. Do they do that a lot?
5: Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's, my business is based off of, of that. And I, I, sometimes I get the people, after they make the mistake, they call the company up and they're like, oh, I've got some tax, you know, because guess what? Tax refund money's coming out, right? So everyone's going to get their tax refund that has bad credit. And instead of making an investment with like a company or an expert or professional, they're going to try to solve the problem themselves. And that's why they'll, they'll go to call these companies and go, I know how to put my credit. I'll just pay down people that I didn't pay from years ago. And that makes it worse. The scores go down counterproductive.
1: Wow, okay, if you learn one thing on this broadcast and you're somebody who's done that, I got to tell you, I think that's just genius. I've never heard of that. It, again, it's counterintuitive. So when it comes to things like taxes, government, I, a lot of it's counterintuitive. Make sure you talk to an expert who really does this for a living. Huh? Um, what's your focus for 2019?
5: I just want to help so many people. The plan is to try to help 5 million people get the best possible credit scores. And then it's bigger than that. I started it with like a big statement that every wealthy person knows. But, but the point is, is that it, I want people to have those scores and then I want to use them. I'm showing people how to use those scores. So how many millions of people can I help get the best possible credit score and then understand that it's so much bigger than just buying your house or just starting your first business? It's something that you can leverage to get access to money. This is the best time Forbes in the last 10 years to get your hands on funding. There's businesses like banks, on top of banks. There's angel investors, and I know I'm talking big here, but there's money everywhere right now. And your credit score is a way for you to access that. So I'm I'm trying to help as many people as I can do that.
1: Okay, so um, let me put myself in a situation a little hypothetically I've got a company and we're looking to grow it to grow it we need money I need an influx of money what would you suggest it's a profitable business but it's time that we explode it
5: Mm -hmm. well not only do they call me credit Carl but they call me capital Carl
1: oh I
5: can I can I can get you capital. That's that's also what I do. Part of my business is not fixing credit; but it's getting businesses capital that they need to grow. We can get your business. So, listen. There's your traditional type of business loans that you can you can walk into PNC or Wells Fargo and you can get you can get one hundred fifty thousand dollars line of credit, like easy. But when you're talking bigger money, right? When you're like, how do I get my hands on big money to really get my brand and my business to the next level? That's a special type of financing. You've got to know the right people. You've got to know angel investors. You've got to know, not the sharks, because what I'm big on for is how do I find people money, big money, to grow their business where so they don't have to give a piece of their company up, right? You mentioned Kevin Harrington. Like I, there's a time and a place where you get an angel investor or a venture capitalist and you go, I need a million dollars to grow my business. But not until you've exhausted all these other avenues of keeping all the equity in your company still getting the capital to get your revenue to the next level. That, that's fun. And I so see a lot of entrepreneurs make that mistake. They get to that, that level of like, you know, whatever it is, seven figures, eight figures, and they, they go, I ran out of ideas. How do I get there? I need some help. I need capital. Um, so I well, think people so make that mistake thing, and give like up a me. piece.
1: So again, as a neophyte in the business world, I'm good at what I do. Because I watched my dad suffer so much, I'm nervous. I, take, I get money from people for this. What happens about how you pay it back? How does that work? I think a lot of my entrepreneur friends are also scared. I can get someone to give me money. The question is can there's I really, yeah.
5: There's a fear involved, right? When you borrow other people's money, there's a there's fear involved, right? And, and I can't lie. Like, there's emotional risk. And there's financial risk involved when you take everything that you made in 2018 and then you go back to the well and you borrow other people's money and then you seriously invest it back into your business there. That takes guts. So it's the emotional risk and the financial risk. And it's not for everyone. Like what I'm doing right now, besides fixing credit, like, there's no parachute. Like I, I'm jumping out of a plane and there's really no parachute. So it really takes guts to use other people's money and grow your business to the next level. Um, and and, and I, I don't know if everyone has that. It's not for everyone, but it is, it is on a smaller level. That's how you, you go from 100000 to 200000 or 50000 or or that's how you also leave your corporate America job. On a really small level, how you get out of corporate America, and you go, I got this idea. I just need $25,000, right? And then boom. Then, it, then, then the idea goes from there and to actually action and you have a real business. Does that make sense?
1: Uh, it all makes a lot of sense. You know, we have to head off to another commercial break. It has been fascinating. I'm enjoying talking to you to no end. Um, we, I've got about one minute. What's the biggest advice you give somebody right now, mid-level entrepreneur looking to grow his business? <sighs>
5: And if you don't know anything about growing businesses, make an investment in yourself in 2019 to get around people that are operating at a higher level than you. Get uncomfortable. Get around people that have something that you don't have, right? Make an investment in yourself in 2019. That's huge. Huge.
1: I love that. Make an investment in yourself in 2019. All uh, right, we're going to go m- to a quick commercial break. I am making an investment. I'm actually here taking a class, you know, it's and investing in how to create my next level of branding. The funny thing about life is it's kind of like dieting, you always get to these plateaus. You get to a level, you can play it comfortable, you can play it small, you can say, wow, there's another mountain over there that I would like to climb. And not because you want more or need more, but because that's what life seems to be about. And the truth is the more that you get, whether in terms of resources or finances, even if you you don't want it, then give it away. Like I said, I walked past about 30 men last night, just downtown Miami. You were all sleeping in little nooks and crannies with all their belongings next to them. And my heart went out and thought, you know what, how do we help a lot of people? So by all means, by the grace of God, go out there and make as much money as you can. One of my goals has always been to write $10,000 checks to anybody I want whenever I want. I've had the opportunity To do that, it feels good. Charities who need our help. So let's go make money. Money maybe is the root of all, not all happiness. (laughs) All right. We're going off to a quick break. We'll be back. We're talking to Carl, the Credit Carl. And we'll be right back after this. Don't go away.
4: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
0: There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com
4: today. We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm going to put a challenge out to my listeners because I think this is a great conversation conversation. You know, many people look at me and Carl and I were just talking off the record uh, about me doing very well at the moment and how fortunate that I've been. Uh, I was very lucky in that my partner for so many years handled the money part. And from women that I've talked to, and it doesn't exclude men, but let's just focus on women for a second because there is a slight difference. So many women are not in the business world or haven't been, have chosen to stay home and take care of the kids, which is a very, very noble thing to do. But at some point your kids leave. Uh, I've got two 16-year-olds about to experience what it must mean to be an empty nester. And and personal experience, I watched my mom do this and I vowed very specifically not to do what she did. At 17, I walked out the door on my way to college and I never really came back. And I thought, wow, as soon as I leave the house and my kid sister leaves, my mom will have a chance to you know, flourish and do what she wants to do. And in fact, she didn't. She did a little bit of charity work, but she was a little lost. And she passed away at 70. She never traveled the way I thought she should have or she thought she should have. She didn't do a lot of those things. And I said to myself, you know what? And I think I said it at 17, I am not going to live my life that way. Now, the problem with saying you're not is how do you find out what you're actually going to do? So, as many of you heard my story, I modeled, I lived with a billionaire for a little while in New York City and watched how she did it, and I observed a lot of women, but I never really mastered the money thing. And I'm going to tell you, it's really, really important. Carl, what have you seen in your experience about people mismanaging their personal credit, their personal finances? What does it do to them?
5: When you mismanage that, oh, it, makes you feel, it makes you feel very limited, right? You feel like, you know, how, how could I ever... How could I ever grow my money? How could I ever get things right? You know, because of something that happened, a circumstance in your life. I mean, I I went through a divorce Actually, when I started my company in 2011 Forbes. Nobody needed credit better than I did. I mean, the sheriff was knocking on my door. I had a CLK 500, beautiful Mercedes and they repoed it. So, in 2011, I'm going through this crisis because there's a divorce involved and I'm trying to start my company. The sheriff's trying to take my house. They are repoing my CLK 500, and I had to keep it all together because of the circumstance that I was going through. So nobody needed credit blueprint at fixing their credit more than I did at the time. man. it was, it was a crazy emotional time. Um, but, but, but it also taught me that, that, that you can fix all that stuff. Like, everything is, is fixable. doesn't matter how difficult things got. doesn't matter how bad your credit is. You know, you, you know this adage, time heals all wounds." Well, I'll tell you right now, it, it certainly does for credit. So, and a lot of people make this mistake. They get in a bad spot with their credit, and then they just wait. They play this waiting game. They're not doing anything, not taking any action. Six years go by, seven years go by. And they go into the dealership and they still have bad credit. So like you can, you can, you know, reverse bad credit that just happened to you. If you came out of a divorce and you came out of some kind of job loss sooner than you think, you don't have to wait six or seven years.
1: Wow. Uh, you know, I love that story because I think it gives so many people hope. Um, I would like to, as I said earlier, put out a challenge that we reach out to Carl. So, Uh, through social media that's where most of you find me on a regular basis you know I still answer all my own Facebook not all my other social medias but Facebook is mine I love the ability that I actually touch my friends and fans it's almost to the point where I can't but I'm in there for a little longer why don't you ask Carl a direct question why don't we set up a little dialogue here because I have a feeling given what Carl just said what my situation is, and so many people I talk to, if you could have access to an expert, a real expert, who's got your best interest at heart, not necessarily your accountant or your bookkeeper, but somebody says, you know, I understand this whole credit thing, this whole leverage, uh, and if there's wolves barking at your door, and I think even with the government shutdown, I am reading story after story of so many people who are really severely hurting. Um, What's a good way to set yourself up not to fail? If something did happen to you, an accident, a personal thing, you lose your job, what do you recommend?
5: Yeah, uh, life insurance. I mean, yeah, that's a good way to hedge, right? I mean, that's a good way to hedge your bet. But you know, how do you, how do you set yourself up? Well, boy, am I the right person to ask that question? I mean, if you're talking about like the downturns, like because the next crash is coming, it's, it's inevitable. Like, how do you set yourself up for that? I, I, I don't. I don't look at money and credit and leverage that way. I look at the timing as extremely right for me. And, and it's time to, you know, continue to, to press forward uh, and invest and bet on myself. So that, that's a difficult question for me because I, I, I do get asked that a lot where people are like, what should I do to protect myself? I think you should be on offense. The real answer is offense, not defense. Like I'm not playing defense now and, and waiting for – because this next downturn or something bad – could happen in a day or it could happen in five years from now so it's like instead of playing defense you see all these teams in football and basketball and the last two minutes they come back and win the game because they're on offense so play offense right now
1: oh i love that all right you know we've got about three minutes for the close of my show any last uh closing things that you'd like to say to my audience
5: yeah. Don't let another year go by. Right. I mean, God, you know, it's what's really it's inspiring, but it's also a little sad at the same time. Here, here's what it is. The phone's ringing off the hook right now. Everybody that didn't take action in 2018 is taking action in January. And I love that. It's we're busy and it's great. But take don't don't be that person that 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 goes oh that makes sense with that guy saying I, I got to get my credit back on track right and then I'm gonna use it like take action now and don't be the person that you know does something in 2020 right you you use this momentum like you said it earlier Forbes you said it's just a made up thing New Year like this like real it kind of is though but it's still. It's still something you can touch and feel like. It's a powerful piece of momentum where everyone's going, I want more than the year before. And if you do, take action. Don't let another year go by. Call an expert and get your credit right. Or the piece of advice that I gave before the last break, let's say you're there. Let's say you go, Carl, I got it. I got great credit. I'm going to get business funding. I got it. But I don't know anything about a business. Or I don't know anything about getting my business to the next level. That goes back to the other piece of advice, which is get the growth conferences, right? Go to the growth con, go to masterminds, get around, pay. Here, here, here you go, Forbes. Here you go. If the most you ever spent on developing yourself and getting around masterminds and events was $500, I want you to go out and spend a thousand or two thousand dollars this year. Spend more than you did before, and get around successful people that are doing what you're not doing. Because success leaves clues. We know that.
1: Oh man, I just love you. You're a man after my own heart. Well, I'll invite you down. We do a Forbes Factor Live three times, four times a year now. Uh, next one is February eighth. It is a, a good investment in yourself. And I'll tell you what. What I do for people is I spend five days with them, and Tucker Wells, who came on earlier, totally shattered this man's life. He was going nowhere fast. He lost a scholarship because of a, a drinking thing in college and was forced to pay back his student loan. And uh, we made him an entrepreneur. He is crushing it. He's more than made his money back. It's only been nine months. I love and it. And we have tremendous so, success. So, so, live- yep. so he'll get to a certain point,
5: and then he'll go, How do I get more? How do I get my business to the next level?
1: Good. Well, that's when he gets to come talk to Credit Carl. Carl, I want to thank you so much. Big hug to both of your girls. And uh, be watching on the road in Tampa if you're there. My daughter is, in fact, driving as of today. Everybody beware. (laughs) I love it. I'll see you again. Hopefully, we'll be on your podcast and talk to you real soon. Let's make it a great new year.
5: You got it. You're a rock star. Thanks, Forbes.
1: Bye, Anne. All right, guys, we've got about 30 seconds left. I, I love what Carl said. Um, let's go out and make this a good year. Let's pretend that it is a new year. It is 2019, and you don't have to be anything that you were last year. Uh, I kept talking last year about you get what you tolerate. Take responsibility for your life and your decisions. Also, my best piece of advice, too, is that life happens for you, not to you. So take something crappy that happened to you and turn it around. Make it a life lesson. Stop telling people how bad it was and saying, hey, you know what? I failed doing this, and, man, that taught me an amazing lesson. That's what life is about. There is no end to this. I don't care how much money you die with. Is how much have you leveraged, played with, helped other people. And truly, day one right now is 2019. From my family and my heart to yours, I wish you a very, very special one. Remember to give more than you get, and you'll get more than you ever imagined. My name is Forbes Riley. The show you're listening to is The Forbes Factor. Health, wealth, and happiness. More to you this year. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for making The Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.